A blessed day to all of you. Oh, what a wonderful day it is today. I'm thanking God for this privilege to be able to share God's message to all of you today. One big thing is this, we miss you all. We miss our Equipers family in New Zealand and from all over the world. It is just unbelievable that we have not seen each other since 2019. And my, how we miss you all. So from our church here in Manila and to your living room or to your respective houses, wherever you are, we are sending our Equipers hug to all of you. Well, I will be sharing with you today something from the Bible that I believe is very relevant, especially during the season of pandemic or lockdown. Here in the Philippines, we have experienced several different levels of lockdown already, and we have actually been in lockdown since last year, 2020. So it's been running for two years now. But one thing that I saw and one thing that we experienced is this, that the church can never be stopped by this. Come on. In fact, we have risen in the midst of this. The church is unstoppable. This is why we keep on worshiping the Lord, and this is why we keep on preaching the Word. Oh, I'm excited today for the Word that we're going to re be reading today. The message will be coming from the Bible, of course, from John chapter 20, verse 19 to 23. John chapter 20 verse 19 to 23, and I'm going to read it because something here is amazing and something here is really relevant to all of us. Here's what the word says. That Sunday evening, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors. I want to emphasize those three words because this perfectly describes our present situation, behind locked doors. And let's continue reading, and it says, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. I want you also to take note of that, that the disciples were afraid or scared. But then this happened, and this is an amazing thing. It says, suddenly Jesus was standing there among them, and he said, peace be with you, he said. And as he spoke, he showed them the wounds in his hands and his side, and they were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. And again he said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Well, today, allow me to share to you God's message for you through those three words mentioned in the verse, which is behind locked doors. Behind locked doors. Right now, we can all relate to this kind of situation in one way or another, because we are all in our homes, right? Behind locked doors. And behind those locked doors, the disciples were hiding in fear because of the Jewish authorities. They may not have been hiding because of COVID, but they were facing the same fear. The fear of knowing that their lives were in danger. Because if the Jewish authorities were able to crucify their leader, Jesus, it is very probable that they will do the same to them. And so they gathered inside that house. And the word says that they locked all of the doors of that house. And as we read from the verse, behind those locked doors, there was fear. Indeed, fear, if allowed to control our lives, has the power to lock something in our lives. And I'm not just talking about the literal doors of our houses, but the doors of our lives. Fear, once you allow it, has the power to lock your vision. Fear has the power to lock your aspirations. 
Fear is a power to lock your dreams. Maybe you are declaring or you're saying nowadays, oh, what shall I do now with my dreams? Or what shall I do now with what I have planned for this year? Fear has the power to lock your passion. Fear has the power to lock you from your calling. But I want to clear this out for you today. Fear only has power when you allow it to have power over your life. And so behind those locked doors were the disciples in their lowest morale. These disciples were so scared. These disciples were not at the best version of themselves. In fact, these, the disciples were at their worst. They were panicking and they were so scared. But isn't it amazing? I want you to take note of these guys. Hey, that they were still called disciples. Well, isn't it amazing that God could be fully aware and that God could fully know that you have fear and that you feel fear? But He also knows that your fear doesn't determine who you are in God. Oh, praise God. Well, who among you knows that fear also has the power to reveal who you truly are? You will agree with me that fear can help reveal if you are really tough or not, right? Observe that behind those locked doors were the disciples who were scared. I want to tell you that the grandeur, the image, and the achievements seemingly were all suddenly stripped away from them. At this very point, they were so vulnerable. Remember, these disciples already saw and experienced many kinds of miracles with Jesus. In fact, they have personally been with Jesus. They witnessed people getting healed. They witnessed for themselves thousands gathering to hear Jesus preach. And suddenly it all changed. At this juncture, they were totally different. At this point in time, they were in their lowest of low, scared, frightened, and fearful for their lives. But it's so amazing because even in this account that we have just read, Jesus still wants to come inside of their home. Yes, inside that home with all of those scared disciples. It's so interesting to note that Jesus would still want to get inside of that house knowing that they were afraid. It just shows one big truth here. Come on, guys, hear me out. Jesus desired for the real them. Jesus wanted to see them even though they were scared. Well, discover this today. I want to tell you today that God doesn't only care for the sacred version of you, but even for the scared version of you. Jesus wants you not only when you feel sacred, but He wants you even when you feel scared. I hope that comforts you. Jesus wants and loves you even when you don't carry your titles, your achievements, your glory, your talent, your influence and status. Jesus just wants the real you. Why I'm saying this, or hear me out, is because you might agree with me that inside our houses, we are nothing but the real us. Come on, you will agree with me with this. When I'm at home, you know, I'm not carrying my title from my business or even my role as a pastor. I'm not carrying my image or even the achievements that I have outside of my house. 
Well, in my house, I'm just a plain husband and a father. You might even agree with me that when we go out, come on, we make sure that, you know, when we go out, we look good, we dress up, come on. But inside of our homes, in our house, we don't really care what we wear, right? Well, we just sit there in the sofa, thinking about who might judge us. Come on. I bet that even now, come on, what you are wearing is totally different from where when you were attending the in-person church gathering, right? Why? Because you are at home. You're home. And in your home, you are nothing but the real you. We don't pretend. In fact, we can't pretend in our own homes. Come on. Well, just like the disciples at that time in that house, they were vulnerable. But isn't that the thing that Jesus wants? The real you. Will the real you still seek after God even when you are afraid? Will the real you still hope in God even when you are scared? Oh, if the disciples felt what it's like to be scared, then maybe you are feeling that way too. Mm. Oh, I want to confess to you something today. Come on. When COVID first hit Manila last year and we were in total lockdown, honestly, even though I'm a pastor, I want to confess to you, I was scared. This is why this verse was so comforting to me to know that if the apostles could feel and experience fear, then it's all right for me to get scared sometimes too. Oh, on the first month, I will never forget. I could not sleep. I was worried about so many things to the point that I almost was uh, paranoid. You know what I mean? That even with the little things like, you know, a fly getting inside of the house, because I was so scared thinking that that fly could be carrying the virus. Oh, come on. That's, uh, you know, that's crazy. But you know what? Good thing. I checked the fly. And praise God, I found out it was wearing a mask. <laughs> oh, but I tell you, I was so scared. But that, but all those things, hear me out. But all those things, it all changed when what I'm reading in the verse, when Jesus came inside of the house. Yes, that's what the word exactly said. It says, Jesus came inside of the house. Come on, somebody. That's why I want to tell you right now that in the name of Jesus, I pray that you will be comforted. And Jesus, I want to tell you, Jesus wants to come inside of your house, regardless of what kind of house you are in. Jesus doesn't care about what your house looks like. He cares more about you who is inside the house. And no matter what your situation is inside of your home, hear me out, he wants to come in. It is because behind those locked doors is a family. Did you know that Jesus wants to know all about your family? All of the stories, good stories, bad stories, the highs and the lows, the joy and the sadness, the celebrations and the conflicts, the stories filled with love and even the painful stories, the faith and the fights, <laughs> the love and the locked, the grace and the idiosyncrasies, the laurels and the quarrels, the growing up and the changes you experience. Oh, everything. God desires the real you. That's why he came inside the house. Jesus came inside of the house and Jesus wants to come inside of your house. 
Because even when the doors are locked, here's the promise of this message. Hear me out. Behind locked doors, God's still able to unleash something great. Oh, I want you to believe it with me that behind locked doors, God is unleashing something greater inside of your homes. I, that's good news. Well, stay with me. And it says in the word, follow me now. All of a sudden, Jesus entered the house. Suddenly, he appeared inside of the house in the midst of the disciples who were afraid. Oh, God can appear in the midst of and appear in the places where you are most scared. Never think, hear me out, never think that just because you are afraid, Jesus cannot be where you are. God was not only with you when you were on stage <laughs> or when you were receiving awards or promotions or when you were working at your office or at your business. Well, hear me out, God can be with you even in the places where you are most afraid. This is what I've come to know. Even though I'm scared, I know that I'm loved. It happened one time with my son, Cloud. Uh, we were walking through this dark alley and there were dogs barking. And then Cloud said, Dad, I'm scared. Well, my reply was, you know, as a strong father and, you know, <laughs> brave father, I said, don't worry, I'm scared too. <laughs> no, just kidding. What kind of father am I? But I'm thinking, oh, my reply was actually was this. I said, don't worry. Don't worry, Cloud. I'm here. I'm holding you. But when I say run, run. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh, no, just kidding, guys. Well, instead, I assure, what I did was I assured him that I am with him. Now, through this situation, I saw the Father's love for us. As parents, we don't ever punish our children just because they feel fear. Instead, we comfort them. We embrace them. We assure our presence with them. And it is the same thing that our God has promised for us, that He will never leave us nor forsake us, even when we are afraid. I want to remind you today that God is not panicking in this situation that we are facing. God will never run away from anything. Instead, it's the devils and all the evils who will run away from Him in fear of Him. So yes, even though I'm scared, knowing that Jesus desires to be where I am right now, and knowing that I'm loved makes a difference. It's so comforting to know that God doesn't only want the successful version of me, but even the scared version of me. Oh, praise God. Hey, I want you to take note of something here in this account of what we are reading. Jesus entered the house, right? Well, take note, he didn't call them to go out and meet them outside. He didn't say and shouted, Hey guys, I'm here outside. Go out and come here. But instead, Jesus understood their situation. It's as if he was saying, it's okay, guys. <laughs> you don't have to go out. I understand you're in quarantine. You're in lockdown. <laughs> Stay at home. But here's the thing. Hear me out. Here's the thing. Just because you are staying home doesn't mean that Jesus cannot come inside of your home. Why? Because, oh, this is lovely. Because if you cannot go to where he is, he will come to where you are. Listen, Jesus doesn't fear what you fear. 
Jesus is able to come to you right where you are and turn that space where you are scared to become a space where you can be saved. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Yes, behind locked doors, God is unlocking something greater inside. And what is that? First of all, it is His presence. He went inside of the house, and I don't know how He did it. Maybe by teleporting Himself, or was what many believe. Maybe He passed through the walls. Take note, He didn't even need to touch the locked doors, because not even locked doors can stop Him from going inside. Oh, nothing can stop Jesus from coming inside of your house. And I will say it again. I will say it again. It doesn't matter what kind of house you are in. It doesn't matter what the state of your home is. You don't have to get everything sorted out in your house before He can come inside. You don't have to get it all perfectly right in your family before He can move in your life. It's because, hear me out, the answer to your family is not perfection, but presence. His presence. I guarantee you that there is no perfect family, but one can have a presence-centered family. Why? Because imperfect people do not actually need perfection. What imperfect people need is salvation. Take note of this. He was able to just suddenly appear inside of that house with the disciples. Why? Because presence, you will agree with me, presence is the greatest antidote against fear. You might have experienced this in times where you're most afraid, right? In those moments, you just wanted somebody to be with you, right? To accompany you, to be with you. Because when you know that you are not alone, fear vanishes in that space. Well, hear me out. Jesus and fear cannot occupy the same space. Oh, Jesus and fear cannot occupy the same space. So when you allow Jesus to come in, fear runs away. When Jesus is present, fear is absent. Mm. He appeared. And take note of how he appeared. Not through the door that was locked. Because they, oh, this is beautiful. Not through the door. Because they thought that people could only enter the house through that door. But Jesus appeared to them by passing through the walls. Oh, He didn't enter by choosing the natural route, which was through the doors. And maybe right now you have confined God because you started believing that there was only one way for Him to be able to bless you. Well, here we are. When actually God has millions of ways to prove His presence to you. Oh, He can defy anything. And if that means passing through the walls, then He will do it for you. Well, hear me out. The natural passes through doors, but the supernatural passes through the walls. What are these walls I'm talking about? Well, walls are anything we have built by ourselves to prevent anyone or anything from coming in to approach us. Maybe we have built a wall of rejection, a wall of religion, a wall of hate, a wall of bitterness because of traumatic experiences, a wall of angst, a wall of independency, a wall of greatness, a wall of pride. I don't know what that wall may be, but it is the wall you have built so that no one can come close to you. But let me tell you this, 
There is no wall you can build that can prevent Jesus from passing through. He is able to come to where you are. But why would He? Because Jesus knows that behind those locked doors, behind those walls, is a person who needs help. A person who needs rescuing. A person who needs saving. A person who needs freedom. A person who needs love. And He comes comes into your life instead of just giving something to you. He appears in your life. Oh, right now, I believe His presence is in every house. His presence right now is in your house. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Well, after He appeared inside of their house, He spoke. And the first words He spoke were, Peace be unto you. Earlier, I told you that behind locked doors, Jesus is unlocking something greater. And He is unlocking the second one. And that is His peace. Take note that He said, peace. He did not reprimand them. He did not blame them. He did not shame them. He did not guilt trip them. He said, peace. Because there's no use of reprimanding a person who is already scared, right? Well, take note of the flow in this situation. He first appeared, and then he spoke of peace. So here's the thing. Hear me out. Peace comes from his presence. Oh, No presence, no peace. Behind locked door is peace because Jesus' presence is with you. Oh, behind locked doors, Jesus is unlocking something. And here's the next interesting thing, which I thought was so crazy. And I want you to emphasize this from the verse. It's after he spoke of peace, uh, this is what the Bible says. He then showed them his wounds that were on his hands and on his sides. I don't know about you, but what Jesus did here for me caused a double jump scare. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because imagine this. Imagine that you were there with the disciples. You were already scared and worried that the Jewish soldiers were coming to break your door anytime. And all of a sudden, Jesus appears of nowhere. I don't know about you, but for sure I would shout, ah! Jump scare, and then to follow up with another jump scare. You know what Jesus did? He just suddenly appeared, and then suddenly he shows you his wounds. <laughs> oh, I gotta shout, ah! Oh. <laughs> well, what a way Jesus to comfort his disciples. Oh, come on. And speaking of jump scare, I remember when I was there in New Zealand. Oh, I will never forget this. Pastor Bruce just had this, uh, his knee operation. One day he called Niles and I and said, Hey guys, <laughs> oh, come on, Pastor Bruce. He said, I want to show you something. <laughs> and then suddenly he showed this freshly operated knee, kneecap, with all the bandages and all of his fresh blood. Yikes! <laughs> but you know what? Oh, that's crazy. Oh, come on, Pastor Bruce, way to go. But you know what? <laughs> I think that Jesus showed his wounds. Not to scare the disciples. Thank you, Pastor Bruce. <laughs> but instead, he was trying to show us. Oh, you will love this. He's trying to show us and the disciples something else here. Don't miss this. Why did he feel the need to show the disciples his wounds? Because he already resurrected, right? So why would he keep his scars and wounds and then show them to his disciples? Well, 
Hear me out. Jesus was implying to them, oh, this is beautiful, that if it's possible for him to get wounded, it's all right for the disciples to get wounded too. Hear me. If it's all right for him to show his wounds, then don't be afraid to show your wounds too. Hmm. Oh, that's beautiful. But more than that, he showed them this because he was unlocking something great in that place. And I believe the great thing was the number three that he's showing is that the proof of his love. Hear me out. What proof? He's proving to them that he is indeed the risen Christ and the God who paid for our sins. Oh, behind locked doors was proof. Oh, oh, oftentimes when we are facing hard times, we ask for God for proof for whether He cares about us or not. We cry to God in our prayers, Lord, I pray that this would end. Lord, I hope that things would change. And we, oh, and we base the proof of His love on what He can do today or tomorrow and in the future. Not realizing that the greatest proof of His love was already done for us. The greatest proof of His love was seen through His wounds. Oh, are you doubting? Oh, you want proof? Well, here's the greatest proof that shows that God loves you. His wounds. Jesus died for you. And on the day, He joined those scared apostles in their home. Hear me out. Jesus did not intervene so that the opposition and persecution would end. Jesus did not do anything to prevent the Jewish authorities from persecuting them. He did not cause anything to happen that day except that behind those locked doors, Jesus accompanied them. Jesus was with them. And in your life right now, things might feel like they are staying the same. As if nothing is improving and nothing is changing. Well, let me reassure you right now that Jesus is with you. And that the proof of his wounds are enough to let you know that God loves you. Jesus is accompanying you right now inside of your house. And this should be the greatest assurance of your safety. Oh, behind locked doors, Jesus, I'm telling you, is unlocking something greater. His presence, His peace, and the proof of His love. But more than this is the last one. Now hear me out. The last thing that Jesus unlocked behind those doors can be found in these words. This is what the Bible says. He says, Peace I give unto you, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. Well, behind those locked doors, He is unlocking your purpose. Mm. During these hard times, you will agree with me that people become more aware of their purpose in life. It is in these times of crisis that you come to realize more and more what truly matters in life. It's in these times like this pandemic, you know, where I personally became more aware of my purpose and the reason why I'm here. And that's because I have to fulfill the purpose which He has sent me for. Oh, we may not, oh, don't miss this. We may not be able to fully understand what is happening to us right now. But believe me, God has a purpose behind it all. But I also want to clarify 
that the focus of the season should not be about knowing God's purpose about this pandemic, mm. but actually knowing your personal purpose during this pandemic. Just like with the apostles, Jesus did not actually explain to them the reason why there were those facing persecutions. Jesus did not really explain to them the reason why they were facing hard times. Instead, he just laid down the mission that he had for all of them, which is that they were sent to save lives. Oh, these are the kind of times that draw us back to knowing and walking in our true purpose as a people of God, which is that we are here because we were sent to share this wonderful gift of salvation to our loved ones and to the many people in our world. This is an opportune time to share the gift of salvation to our loved ones and to our friends. This is the purpose behind all of this, that during this time, you and the people around you would come to know how you can secure your life, your soul, your eternity, and your destiny. Oh, this is the purpose behind all of this. We are sent here by God to save lives. Sent. But wait a minute. Were those disciples scared? You wouldn't send scared soldiers into the battlefield, right? Oh, but what this is what's amazing about my Jesus. He chooses not to look at who you were in the past. Instead, He chooses to focus on who you can become. Oh, God is not looking at your past failures. He's looking at your potential. God is not looking at your history. He's looking at your destiny. God is not looking at your past. He's focusing on your purpose. So in this season, instead of perpetually searching for what God's purpose is behind this pandemic, well, go back to the original purpose God has personally given you that you have been sent. Instead of focusing on what is not working, set your focus on what He is unleashing. Oh, behind locked doors, God is unleashing something greater. His presence, His uh, peace, the proof of His love, and your purpose. Oh, my prayer for today, for this message, may you witness and experience His presence in times like this. May you experience peace that only Jesus can give. I pray that you would be thankful for the proof of His love for you. And I pray that you would rediscover your purpose. So behind your locked doors, I want to reassure you, you are going to be okay. Because Jesus is with you. Oh Father, right now, you are in every house right now. You are speaking to every person. And you are inside in every house. Lord, you have passed through their walls. You are defying what's normal and you are touching somebody today. Oh, you are setting people free from their fears. You are unleashing something today. Oh, somebody right now is feeling your presence and they're feeling a kind of peace that only you can give. Oh, Jesus, somebody right now is witnessing the proof of your love. The proof that shows that if you're willing to die, Lord Jesus, then you're able to take good care of us today. Well, Lord, I pray somebody right now is rediscovering their purpose. Oh, we are kept by you, oh Lord. Oh, you are here, Lord. You are unleashing something in the Spirit right now in every heart in the name of Jesus.
Oh, Father God, thank you, Lord, for your presence today. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen.